Hey, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. This is your guy, Larry, and you just tuned into one of your favorite podcasts, right? <laughs> this is Larry's Biblecast. Thank you for tuning in. I surely appreciate your time. I appreciate the time that you're taking to listen and tune into this awesome podcast today. Listen, I just want to thank you again for tuning in. Hopefully your week or whatever time you're going to be listening to this is going well for you. I'm actually recording to you on a Sunday. And so um, just took some time out of the weekend to be able to um, give you some good news about the Lord. Amen. And um, I had took a little quick, little short break. Hopefully I'm not sure if you guys notice it. But um, I took a quick short break. My family and I went to, uh, on a nice uh, vacation, uh, took a, a small little cruise and stuff. And now we're back home and relaxing. And I, I myself are kind of getting ready for the work week ahead of me, too, as well. But um, I just wanted to take this time to uh, send out a recording on um, one of uh, what day six of um, unsung heroes of the Bible, and this one here, I have I must tell you, while I was on vacation, um, I actually got a chance to really um, dig in and read this devotion. And what I must tell you, you guys are in for a treat today. Um, this is um, coming out of the book of Second Kings, uh, chapter twenty-two and chapter twenty-three. And um, um, I must tell you, I'm not going to get into it, but this the the the. Unsung hero I will only give away is about the a king named King Josiah. And if some of you know already about this story, please still continue to tune in and, and check out what uh, reread this and, and we can talk about it. But I'm going to tell you, man, this was a it was a moving story, I, I must say, uh, about us dedicating our lives to the Lord. OK, and so listen, um. I'm not going to get right into it, but first of all, let me first tell you that the song that you just heard by a group called Revere, it's a musical group, kind of like Maverick City. I'm not very familiar with them, but if you guys follow me on Spotify, you have already heard this song, and uh, I must tell you, it is a wonderful worship song. If you guys like um, worship songs, worship groups like Hillsong, like others like that, um, highly recommend this song. And this one was simply called, um, this one was called Holy is the Lord Most High um, by I think a leader named Laura Hackett Park. And so, and the group was called Revere. So in, 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 in going with that, Revere, of course, short for reverence, uh, reverencing the Lord. And I want to tell you, it, it, the theme is fitting for the entire, this entire uh, uh, episode today, um, going into day six of Unsung Heroes. Again, it's important for us to reverence the Lord in our lives. It's important that no matter how long you have been a Christian uh, in church, going to church, it's important to keep God first in your life. So um, I, again, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I will say this. Let's have a, a quick word of prayer um, before we get into it. So Lord Jesus, we just thank you, God, for another day. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for protecting us and, and providing for us. Lord God, I pray for every listener, every person that is listening to this podcast right now. I pray that they get something out of this episode today, this devotional. I pray that you would just continue to minister to their hearts and their souls and their minds. Lord God, get them, get 
some inspiration that we read from this this um, king that that we now have read um, about King Josiah, Lord God. Help this message be an awesome message for us, Lord God, and take away from it something beautiful and wonderful and inspiring for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. So listen, guys, I hope that, um, again, this is a blessing to you. At the end of this, um, this is a, a one song that I meant that I did put at the end of this uh, called um, A New Day by Jacqueline Carr and Blanca. And so just a really upbeat song that I want you guys to hear. This is at the end of it. So uh, again, like everything else, if you you know haven't had a chance, go to check it out on Spotify. It's called A New Day. And just, just imagine, just remember each day, whether it was a bad day before, today is a new day. Today is a, another day that the Lord has woke you up to see a new and a refreshing day. Amen. So again, I just want to thank you again for tuning in. Continue to subscribe and share this podcast to all that, that may listen. And again, you guys have a wonderful day day. Have a wonderful week going forward and I'll be seeing you. And uh, until then, sit back and relax and enjoy this next awesome episode of Larry's Bobblecast. All right. All right. So Are you guys ready to get into today's uh, devotional? So we're going to get into the scripture portion of this uh, right now. But before I get into this, um, I want to talk a little bit about the the musical track that was just played before this segment um, by a group or a, uh, I would say, a musical um, worship uh, group called Revere. I'm not too familiar with them. Um, I'm more familiar with uh, groups like Maverick City. Some of you may may follow Maverick City or uh, Tribal. Um, a few of those, they kind of, they're, they're more into uh, some of the, 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 the more worship uh, uh, songs, kind of like a congregational um, time. Um, I think, I thought this was very appropriate for um, this particular uh, episode today um, that we're getting ready to get into um, as far as the, our devotional. So um, just to talk a little bit about the song, um, the song is simply called uh, called King of Glory uh, or Behold, excuse me, it's called Behold, uh, King of Glory. And uh, as I begin to those of you that follow me, I'm, uh, some of you may follow the podcast that you're listening to on Spotify, which affords me the opportunity to be able to share um, some musical tracks uh, within the podcast or within the, uh, um, the episode that I'm sharing. So hopefully um, you guys get a chance to either follow me on Spotify as well. And or if if not, if you just have a Spotify account or any any uh, uh, musical uh, musical streaming services, I would say, whether it be Apple Music or, or uh, you know, what other other places that you may uh, listen to your music from YouTube music. I, th- I believe a lot of people have YouTube music as well. But look up um, Revere and uh, they're a very good um, 
very good worship songs that they sing there. And um, the one that I put on this one was called Behold. And it's a live version, uh, King of Glory. And so just a beautiful, just a beautiful rendition of that. Um, before that, I, um, I also had another track from the Revere album. This is a brand new album that came out. Um, I believe they have some older songs as well, so you can um, go back and check them out. But I definitely um, just have a beautiful sense of worship. And one of the things that we have to remember as a church, um, even as a body of believers all across the world, is that <clears throat> so that we can get back to the reverence or the, um, the reverence of Jesus Christ, the getting back to um, the worship, the, the, like they would say, the reverence or the fear of the Lord, you know? Um, we, in this culture or in this culture that we live in, um, there's so much that draws our attention, uh, whether it be um, our jobs, whether it be just everyday life, work, schedule, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes, you know, you got a lot going on. Sometimes going uh, to and fro and, and traveling and maybe traveling vacations, but all that can really can really kind of take our focus off the Lord sometimes. And we um, don't want to we don't want to get into uh, kind of lull to sleep, so to speak. That's what I'm, I'm meaning to say. Kind of like lulled to sleep with the business, business of our schedules, the business of life where we don't take the time to focus on the Lord. We don't take the time to give God our time. Um, a lot of times, I've, I know a few times in this uh, podcast, I've always talked about starting your day off with um, prayer, starting your day off with worship. Such a good um, way to begin your day because um, it kind of puts you in that same mindset to put the Lord first. I, I was uh, just speaking with my wife and I were talking about, um, you know, what it means to fully dedicate your life to the Lord and what it means to to position yourself to where God is is first. You know, um, we we have a lot of important people in our lives, our families, our, our spouses, our children, uh, grandchildren, whoever it may be. And, um, you know, I just had an interesting conversation um, just kind of being a little transparent with you all, um, with, um, my, my, my daughter who asked me a question about Abraham and Isaac in that situation. And I know she has a child herself and just ask, you know, just asking me about, um, <clears throat> just the, the, the point of sacrificing his child for the Lord. And, um, one of the things that, that, that we're reminded is that the dedication in which Abraham, um, you know, his, his devotion, his obedience to the Lord was in such a way that it was a test. And the Lord at that time, you know, God at that time in the Old Testament tested Abraham to see how, um, how devoted he really was to, to the Lord. And I believe that the question that my daughter was asking me was simply, you know, is that something that we will be required to do today? Not in a, not, I don't know whether she meant in a literal sense or not, but is that something that the Lord would actually test us? And, you know, Abraham was tested in a way that that kind of set the course for all believers to to have faith in the Lord. You know, God, I mean, Abraham was the father of faith. So once that test was was passed, once that test was given, 
you know, by by God to Abraham and Abraham uh, showed and proved to God that he would not withhold anything, whether it's his only be only begotten son. Um, then, you know, he basically was, you know, uh, accounted to him as righteous. The Bible uh, later on in Hebrews, it, it declares that that Abraham, um, because he was going to sacrifice his son for the Lord, that uh, he would believe him. He would he would uh, be the father of faith. And it was, it, it was, he would not withhold anything. Remember, Abraham also was tested in many other ways, um, with God when it came to, when God called him out of the land of Canaan and, and told him to go into a land that he was never a part of, never wanting to be a part of, or never had, had a clue where he was going and following a guy that he did not even know. And so <clears throat> we can see in so many ways that Abraham, um, though he had faults and though he did make some mistakes along the way, he was um, considered by God the father of faith. And so that example saying that we also too um, become uh, righteous and by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, believing in, in God who sent his only begotten son. Remember, Abraham, when he was going to sacrifice his son, um, it, was a, it was a vision or a, um, um, just a prelude to, to, to what God would do eventually in, in times in the future when it comes to, um, you know, to, to Jesus Christ. Remember, he he would also do the very thing. He would sacrifice his only begotten son. So we, me and you and others, we are no, we we would never have to uh, go through a test of that nature. But in saying that, um, I the 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 whole thing is is that um, what is your devotion to the Lord today? What is it? What is it that that is between you and God? that that's holding you back from that full devotion that you want and you know though abraham was going to sacrifice his son which god stopped him from doing it um what is it in your life and just like in my life that is considered either an idol considered something that is a distraction something that is 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 kind of kind of you know, putting that wall between you and God, giving you that full devotion that that you would really have if it weren't for that. You know, and and this is an honest kind of a soul seeking uh, type of question. Um, those of you that are listening, um, that desire to come closer and have a closer walk with the Lord, you know, say, uh, take inventory of, of the things that are in your life, the, the things that you're involved with, the things that you're doing. Are you so busy that you don't have time for God? Um, and, and that in and of itself, um, uh, kind of puts a, a, a sluggish Christian life, Christian walk with us, because we got to remember that, the Lord um, is a jealous God. He always has been and always will be. He wants to be first. And not just because he's trying to bulldoze you and make you um, just make him to be first. No. Imagine this. And like me and my wife, we they talked about this is the fact that, you know, God, if you put God first in your life, it, just imagine your marriage would be better. 
Your home life will be better. Your relationships, whether it be at your job or your personal life, will be better. Um, your finances will be better. Uh, things that you're that you're trying to do that you that you see is important, they will be better if you put God first. God has to become first. He has to become number one. Who better? Who better to ask? Who better to have as the CEO or the the CEO or the um, the 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 head? Um, chief executive in your life than God. Okay. God is, he, he knows all, he knows the direction of what you should take. He knows the direction that of every decision that you want to make. He knows the direction of a husband's. If you want to know how to be a good, a husband and a good father and and, and a head of household in your family, God knows and can direct you and guide you if you consult him first. The Bible says that if you seek him first, the king, seek, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, that all these other things will be added unto you. But uh, the other thing is, is that acknowledge him in all, the, in all your ways. Acknowledge the Lord and he will what? Direct your path. So it's very important for us to understand that God needs to come first. It's, a, it's not because God is just such a bully or and maybe you feel like well, why should I put him first listen God is the creator of all things he created you and me he created the world he he created the life that you live so with that being said who better to to inquire or to ask and to lean on for knowledge and wisdom for guidance for direction then the one who made it all the one who who is the author of it all the one who is the creator and he is the supreme being of it all at the end of the day at the end of your life at the end of my life we will be standing in front of who almighty god amen so i just wanted to kind of put that out there and uh, just want to kind of give you a piece, a piece about that. Um, we're going to, um, since I took a little bit longer right here, we're going to take a quick little short break, break excuse me, <laughs> and we're going to get right into the verse of the, um, the, the scripture reading from this devotional of Unsung Heroes that I hope that you guys have really been uh, following uh, in the past. This is going to be day six. Uh, we're in for a great treat today. Um, a great treat of this uh, devotional today. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. We're going to take a quick short break and we're going to get started. So let's get right into um, this verse. Um, and also before that, uh, we just had a new a new song uh, by Kirk Franklin called Needs. Um, highly recommend that song to you guys. It's um, one of my recommendations on Spotify. So let's get right into it. We're going to get into 2 Kings chapter 22 verses. We're going to go from verse 1 to verse 20. And this is going to be a really, really good one, guys. Um, I've already read it and I wanted to share this with you on um, this devotional. This is day six of Unsung Heroes of the Bible. And so let's get right into it. So it says here, it says, Josiah was eight years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. His mother was Jedida, the daughter of Adiah from Bozkath. 
Okay, boss calf. I might be uh, might be saying some of the names wrong, so forgive me in advance here. Um, verse two, it says he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his ancestor David. He did he did not turn away from doing what was right. In the eighteenth year of his reign, uh, King Josiah sent Shaphan, Shaphan, uh, son of Azariah. Uh, as Azaliah, and the grandson of Meshalam, the court secretary, to the temple of the Lord. He told him, go to Hilkiah, the high priest, and, and have him count the money the gatekeepers have collected from the people of, at the Lord's temple. Entrust his money to, them, to the men assigned to supervise the restoration of the Lord's temple. Then they, then they can use it to pay workers to repay the temple. They will need to hire carpenters, builders, and masons. Also have them buy the timber and finish, and finish stone needed to repair the temple. But don't require the construction supervisors to keep account of the money they receive, for they are honest and trustworthy men. Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan, the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. Then Hilkiah gave the scroll to Shaphan and he read it. Shaphan went to the king and reported it. Your officials have turned over the money collected at the temple of the Lord, the workers and the supervisors at the temple. Shaphan also told the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a scroll. So Shaphan read it to the king. When the king heard what was written in the book of the law, he tore his clothes in despair. Then he gave his, these orders to Hilkiah the priest, uh, Ahikim, son of Shaphan, Akbar, son of Micaiah, Shaphan, the court secretary, and, uh, and uh, Isaiah, I must say Isaiah, the king's personal advisor. Go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me, for the people, for and for the people, and for all Judah. Inquire about the words written in this scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger is burning against us because our ancestors have not obeyed the words in this scroll. We have not been doing everything it says we must do. So Hilkiah, the priest, Ahikam, Akbar, Shaphan, and Isaiah went to the new quarter of Jerusalem to consult with the prophet Huldah. She was with she was the wife of Shalom, son of Tikva, uh, son of Harhas, uh, the keeper of the temple wardrobe. She said to them, "The Lord, uh, the Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken." Go back and tell the man who sent you. This is what the Lord says. I am going to get, bring disaster on this city and its people. All the words written in the scroll that the king of Judah has read will come true. For my people have abandoned me and offered sacrifices to pagan gods. And I am very angry with them for everything they have done. My anger will burn against this place and it will not be quenched but but go to the king of judah who sent you to seek the lord and tell him this is what 
the Lord, the God of Israel says concerning the message you have just heard. You were sorry and humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I said against the city and its people, that this land would be cursed and become desolate. You tore your clothing in despair and wept before me in repentance. And I have indeed heard you, says the Lord. So I will not send a, the promised disaster until after you have died and been buried in peace. You will not see the disaster I'm going to bring on this city. So they took her message back to the king. So, wow. So what do you guys think about this? This is a lot to take in, um, to be honest with you. Um, like I said, I kind of read a little bit of this um, about myself already. And it kind of, it really moved me, to be honest with you, um, to to hear of this. First of all, um, we, we we go into Second uh, Kings chapter 22. Um, it's showing there about Josiah. Uh, he was only eight years old. He was considered one of the youngest kings or probably the youngest kings, um, maybe, in in all of uh, Jerusalem's or Judah's history. And so it's very interesting that he was convicted um, after this because, again, he was um, he was he was really um, getting ready to restore the temple the Lord's temple. And mind you, remember, this is um, the temple in which David was going to build, but um, I believe that he wasn't able to build it. And I believe King Solomon was the one later on that ends, that that um, came to end up building the temple, uh, was allowed to build the temple of the Lord. But so many years had passed until uh, King Josiah became uh, the ruler. And then he uh, now has to restore the temple. So I'm sure there was a lot of years that had to pass um, so that um, this was an interesting time. But it just so happened, as we see here, where he says uh, in verse 8, it says, Hilkiah, Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Shaphan, the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. Um, then Hilkiah gave the scroll to Shaphan, who read it. So this is very interesting because we see there's a passing down of of what they now see as you know which is more important than anything of course the restoration of the temple was important but now we're seeing that now the book of the law has now taken center stage and what the book of the law is saying has to do with um what the lord has been saying so they they you know you see how important they took this um we skip over to verse 13 where it says, go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah. Inquire about the words written in this scroll that was that has been found. So it says, for the Lord's great anger is burning against us because of our ancestors have ancestors have not obeyed the words in this scroll, And we have not been doing everything it says we must do. So isn't that interesting right there? So we see in here, see in here how they immediately took um, reaction to this, okay? And uh, I want to go to the part of this where it says here where um, the reaction was where um, I believe they had 
rent their clothes, okay, uh, of despair. They were in despair and they, they cried out to the Lord and basically um, understood that that at this point, you know, uh, they 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 understood that that uh, displeasing the Lord was not good, but the good thing about this whole um, passage here is the fact that King Josiah um, understood not only the report the importance of it, but so did all the rest of them. There all the rest of them that were under this. So that that goes for um, uh, Hilkiah. That goes for um, Isaiah. Isaiah uh, Azaliah, I believe, Azaliah, okay, and also Shaphan, and Shaphan as well, the court secretary. Um, you know, when they when they saw this, or when they read this, I should say, their reaction was what it was. They they didn't just, you know, close it back up, and it, it had nothing to do with us. You know, it, it, it had to do with the the ancestors of what they didn't do. And so, we start off in this chapter understanding that that uh, King Josiah um, loved the Lord. And he wanted to glorify the Lord in so many ways. So we think about this. Um, how many of you have been in a situation here where, you know, you, you're new in the Lord or maybe you are walking in the Lord so many years and you find out that there are some things in your life that you just haven't been pleasing the Lord about? You know, this was a time of change. It's a time of change, a time of of of, of repentance. And and we see here in this is that um, when you are faced with the truth, you know, you have to you have to take inventory, as I said before, about how your how your life is is living, uh, whether the Lord is 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 prioritizing uh, in your life as being first in your life. And we see clearly here that the individuals, the people that, that were here, obviously before King, um, uh, King Josiah was uh, reigning, uh, there was, there was idol worship. There was different gods. There was uh, all kinds of things that the Lord wasn't pleased with. And this was the first thing that they saw in writing from the book of the law. It shows that the Lord was not pleased, but there was also also judgment that will be cast on the city of Judah. There will be destruction. And these things would not happen until um, King Josiah was passed. But the one thing, too, to remember in here, too, is that it says here, it says, um, verse 19, it says, you were sorry and humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I said against this against this city and its people, and that is land, and that is this land will be cursed and become desolate. You tore your clothing in despair and wept before me in repentance, and I have indeed heard you, says the Lord. This is very important, saints. So, you know the reaction in which it shows here. It says that you were sorry and humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I said.
Okay, I'm back. Um, so we see here, like I said, the um, reaction that we get from the the uh, basically the temple secretary, uh, Saffron, as well as uh, Hilkiah, uh, when they, after they gave the scroll uh, to Saffron. I'm sorry, to Saffron. So Hilkiah was the one that's the high priest that gave Saffron. Uh, Chaffin, the court secretary, okay, um, is the one that now has read the book of the law in the Lord's temple, okay? Um, so that was really interesting. And like I said, we as we read through uh, chapter 22, we see the reaction. Now, one of the things that I, that is really um, that's just very notable about this is the fact that, like I said before, there was um, the reaction was they were they were repentful, they were humbled, and um, we're going to see in the next uh, set of um, the next portion here uh, as to what the reaction and the action is. It's one thing to uh, be repentful of what you have done or what, what let's say for instance you've done something that was that you that you admit was sinful that you admit was uh, wrong and we're talking about those of us that are that uh, are believers in the Lord uh, those of that those of us that have been walking with the Lord for quite a number of years um, been with the Lord we know his expectations we know what pleases him we we even have the Holy Spirit um, as a witness to us that shows that this is what the Lord um, 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 his his desire is and we still um, disobey the Lord now and I say this in, in I say this to some of you because the Lord um, gives us free will to to choose whether to obey or to disobey whether to walk by the spirit or to walk by the flesh and so there again um, we we know that things that we do, um, disobeying God, even on a habitual level is considered sin. And so, um, it's one thing to be repentant of it and say, you know, I'm sorry I have done it, but to make this change. So without further ado, we're going to go right into, um, what, uh, verse, I mean, sorry, chapter 23 of second Kings. And we're going to go from the first verse of chapter 23 and we're going to read to about the, I want to say the 20th. We're going to go down to the 20th verse here. Um, let's see. Okay, no, we're going to go past the 20th verse. And we're going to go to down to the to the 30th. Okay, so bear with me. It's a little, it's, it's quite lengthy, but bear with me. So we're going to go through this as quick as I can here. Um, so, Starting in verse one, it says, then the king summoned all the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem. OK, let's read that verse one more time. Then the king summoned all the elders, the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up to the temple of the Lord with all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, along with the priests and the prophets and all the people from the least to the greatest there the king read the entire book of the covenant that had been found 
in the Lord's temple. Okay, let's continue on here. It says the king took his place of authority beside the pillar and renewed the covenant uh, in the Lord's presence. He pledged to obey the Lord by keeping all his commands, his laws and decrees with all his heart and soul. In this way, he confirmed all the terms of the covenant that were written in the scroll and all the people pledged themselves to the covenant. Then the king instructed Hilkiah, the high priest and the priest of the second rank of the temple gate, gate keepers to remove from the Lord's temple all the articles that were used to worship Baal, Asherah, and all the powers of the heavens. The king um, had all these things burned outside of Jerusalem on the terraces of the Kidron Valley, and he carried the ashes away to Bethel. He did away with the idolatrous priests he had, who had been appointed by the previous kings of Judah, for they had offered sacrifices at pagan shrines throughout Judah and even in the vicinity of Jerusalem. They had also they, they had also offered sacrifices to Baal and to the sun and the moon and the constellations and to all the powers of heaven. The king removed the Asherah pole from the Lord's temple and took it outside Jerusalem to the Kidron Valley where he burned it. Then he then he ground the ashes of the pole to dust and threw the dust over the graves of the people. He over the people. He also tore down the living quarters of the male and female shrine prostitutes that were inside the temple of the Lord, where the women wove coverings for the Asherah pole. Josiah brought, the, brought to Jerusalem all the priests who were living in other towns of Jerusalem. He also, def, he also defiled the pagan shrines where they had offered sacrifices all the way from the Jeep from Geba to Beersheba. He destroyed the shrines at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of Jerusalem. This gate was located to the left of the city gate, the city gate, as one enters the city. The priests who had served at the pagan shrines were not allowed to serve at the Lord's altar in Jerusalem, but they were allowed to eat unleavened bread with the other priests. Then the king defiled the altar of Tophath in the valley of, of Ben-Hanam so no one could ever again use it to sacrifice a son or daughter in the fire as an offering to Molech. He removed from the entrance of the Lord's temple the horse statues that the former kings of Judah had dedicated to the sun. They were near the quarter of Nathan-Melech the eunuch the officer of the court. The king also burned the chariots dedicated to the sun. Josiah tore down the altars that the kings of Judah had built on the palace roof above the, the upper room of Ahaz. The king destroyed the altars of Manasseh had built in the two courtyards of the Lord's temple. He smashed them to bits and scattered the pieces in the Kidron Valley. The king also desecrated the pagan shrines east of Jerusalem to the south of the Mount of Corruption, where, the, where King Solomon of Israel had built shrines to Ashtaroth. 
the detestable goddess of the Sidonians, and for Chemoth, the detestable god of the Moabites, and for Molech, the vile god of the Ammonites. He smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the Asherah poles. Then he desecrated these places by scattering human bones over them. The king also tore down the altar of Bethel, the pagan shrine of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had made when he caused Israel to sin. He burned down the shrine and ground it to dust. He burned the Asherah pole. Then Josiah turned around and noticed several tombs in the side of the hill. He ordered that that the bones be brought out and he burned them on the altar of Bethel to desecrate it. This happened just as the Lord had promised through the man of God when Jeroboam stood beside the altar at the festival. Then Josiah took, turned and, and looked up at the tomb of the man of God who had predicted these things. What is that monument over there? Josiah said. The And the people of the town told him, it is the tomb of the man of God who came, excuse me, who came from Judah and predicted the very things that you have done at, to the altar of Bethel. Josiah replied, leave it alone. Don't disturb his bones. So they did not burn his bones or those of the old prophets of Samaria. Then Josiah demolished all the buildings of the pagan shrines in the towns of Samaria, just as he had done at Bethel. Then uh, they had been built by the various kings of Israel and had made the Lord very angry. He executed the priests of the pagan shrines on their own altars, and he burned human bones on the altars of de to desecrate them. Finally, he returned to Jerusalem. Verse 21, King Josiah then issued this order to all people. You must celebrate the Passover to the Lord your God and as required in this book of the covenant. There had been, had not been a Passover celebration like that, that since the time when the judges ruled in Israel nor throughout all of the years of the kings of Israel and Judah. But in the 18th year of King Josiah's reign, this Passover was celebrated to the Lord in Jerusalem. Josiah also got rid of the mediums and psychics, the household gods and idols, and every other kind of detestable practice, both in Jerusalem and throughout the land of Judah. He did this in obedience. He did this in obedience. Um, sorry, I lost my place here. To the laws written in the scroll that Hilkiah the priest had found in the Lord's temple. Never before had a had there been a king like Josiah who turned to the Lord with all his heart and soul and strength, obeying the laws of Moses. And there has never been a king like him since. Even so, the Lord was very angry with Judah because of all the wicked things Manasseh had done to provoke him. For the Lord had, for the Lord said, I will also banish Judah from my presence just as I have banished Israel, and I will reject my chosen city of Jerusalem and the and the temple where my name was to be honored. The rest of the event of the events in Josiah's reign and all his deeds are recorded in the book of history of kings of Judah. 
While Josiah was king, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went to the Euphrates River to help the king of Assyria. King Josiah and his army marched out to fight him, but King Necho killed him when they met at Megiddo. Josiah's officers took his body back in a chariot from Megiddo to Jerusalem and buried him in his own tomb. Then the people, uh, then the people of the land anointed Josiah's son Jehoshaphat. Um, I'm sorry, and made him the next king. <clears throat> so, I know this was pretty lengthy, folks, but um, we can see this was a pretty, um, just a, a, a wonderful tribute actually to King Josiah. We read that again, like I said, it's one thing to 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 be humbled, to be sorrowful, to repent of things that you know that's wrong. Now let, let me let me backtrack a little bit on, on what we read in verse 22 or chapter 22 excuse me. Um you know when they read the when they read about this in the law of the, the book of the law, uh, which was passed down from Moses, we see here that the reaction was was just and, and it was swiftly, but it was it was not just not because of them. Um, we don't really read that they they themselves have done anything wrong. It just shows that there were certain idols and there were certain um, Ashworth poles, like they were saying, things that were remnants of, of, of the deeds that other people have done and other kings and rulers of that time in Judah, Judah and Jerusalem and what they had been doing that displeased the Lord. Sacrifices that were made and idols that were, that were erected and worshipped and worshipped and they did all kinds of sacrifices to these idols. And so the Lord was not pleased. And because he was not pleased, you notice here, he, re- he already had passed judgment he had already passed judgment on this city, okay? And so this was a reaction um, of, 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 the, of the, uh, the, um, the people of the past. In other words, uh, um, the, the other generations of individuals. And you notice here, even though Josiah and the people at that time did not um, participate and maybe did not participate in some of these things, they quickly humbled themselves and they quickly had a reaction of, of humility and sorrowfulness and repentance of these things that were done by the, by the um, I would say, the generations or the, the, the rulership of the past and the city of what they have done. OK, it did not notice here. It did not change God's mind. His anger still burned against them. But the interesting thing about this story was the fact that King Josiah took action. You as, and Now, I'm not going to go through all the stuff again that he has done, that he did. But he basically, let's just say King Josiah cleaned house. OK, he cleaned house. He cleaned house from from each matter of fact, each um, uh, 
direction of Jerusalem and Judah and to the outer parts. And he not only burned, burned Asherah post down, he also uh, uh, demolished idols and killed those that were that were doing things that were uh, unpleasing to the Lord. Amen. So he he basically did that. And, and once he tore everything down, he reestablished the, the Passover. He reestablished the, the celebration and where it needed to be. It uh, was restoring the worship and the reverence that God deserves. So this was a time in which I want to say there was revival. There was revival of, of the people. And, and, he, and what he did was... As a king, he reinstituted those different decrees. He read a decree and he restored. It says here, the king read them from the entire book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. They, they went from the book of the law and, it, and they said, this is the book of the covenant. The book of the covenant is so important. And of course, you know, probably so a lot of us, we can go back and read that that was established through um, the leader at that time, Moses, and how Moses, you know, through God, you know, there was there was a covenant between God and his people, Israel. And so understand that. See, God, God is a uh, man. He's such a good God. He's such a good God. And not only is he a good God, but we as a people, uh, even the people at that time that was that we read about. They were so uh, unfaithful and they were so um, not only just unfaithful, but they were um, just ungrateful to God. And they began to be unfaithful to him and, and do things that were offensive to him. You see that? And so um, it took somebody like King Josiah to recognize that and see how wrong this was. Um, again, he he. He he not only did he repent of it, but he took action. And I think this was so much so very important for us to see this. And so I want to, um, you know, um, as we close right here, um, I want to just pose this question to some of you. Like I said before, we're living in a time where there's so much going on in our lives. There's so many um, things that we, we take upon ourselves. Um, but man, like... Uh, where where are we at? Where are you at in your personal devotion to the Lord? Are you where you want to be or need to be? Um, is there something that that is holding you back from getting giving God your full devotion to Him? You know, um, don't be guilty of what um, the 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 people of the past had done. They were um, they were pretty much you know they had they had forgotten God. They had walked away from him and they began to, you notice they had put idols. They put idols. They they stopped worshiping God. They even worship created things. You notice um, uh, along with some of the things that was destroyed was was um, Baal worship. There was Baal worship and they they uh, worship these idols um, that were erected to worship the, the, the create, excuse me, the creation of things. You know, whether it's the sun, the moon, the stars, um, um, all these things, you know, um, I was looking at that where it says that the off, the sacrifices to offered to Baal and to the sun, to the moon and the constellations and all the powers of heaven, it says. And it just it's just amazing to me. And then as you read further down. You know these pagan shrines that was being offered. Um, people was used um, was was using those and and putting those up as as forms of worship. So you see how the form of 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 how 
uh, something that can distract you will cause you to begin to worship different things. Put things in front of God, put them in front of him. See where all of a sudden your devotion is no longer. uh, God is not first in your life. He's not first and foremost in front of you. This is something that we all, even those of us that are believers, those that are are Christians and maybe been in church and, and, and call ourselves religious or spiritual or whatever you want to call yourself. We have to be mindful that this relationship with God is a covenant. This is a covenant and God is faithful to us. Okay, God is faithful to us even when we're not faithful to him. And so this is not a, a issue of whether or not you're saved or not saved or, you know, whether you're going to heaven or hell. But understand this is that you can still um, live this life but not be in full devotion to God. And where does that make your relationship with him about? And I and I and I and I put it to you this way. Some of you out there that are married, some of you out there that have relationships with 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 your relatives or someone that's close to you, right? You know, you can you can actually have a relationship with somebody but not very but not be very close to them. You know, um and, and, and what is that relationship? It's a strained relationship. It's not a very intimate relationship. You don't talk, you don't share things, you don't, you don't, you don't acknowledge them and things. And so this is the same way I would say an example with God himself. We have to be careful as believers, as we call ourselves children of God, sons and daughters of the most high. Listen, we have to take inventory of whether or not we are close to the Lord, whether or not God is first in our lives. This needs to be a conviction in your spirit. If you who are listening to me now or someone that you might share this with needs to come back to the Lord, it's time. It's time to come back to him. It's time to recommit your walk with him. It's time to recommit our lives back to the Lord. You know, the Lord has said, I remember I seen uh, there's a scripture in the, in the Bible and I believe it was in Revelations where he, he describes a church that had left their first love. And he says he, it says in the Bible in Revelations, I believe it's the first part of Revelations, whether it's chapter one or chapter two, I can't remember. But he says here in the verse, it says that that you have left your first love. Okay, you, he says, "Come back, come back before before it's too late." Okay, and so you know it, it, it's it's a it's a real judgment to be able to stand before the Lord and the Lord, even though you are a, being accepted into the presence of God, but God is now he's he's kind of looking at you like you didn't really love me like you said you did, and you then your devotion was half hearted. You wasn't really all for me, and you don't want to stand before the Lord with that kind of um that kind of judgment against you or that kind of um of talk against you you know what i'm saying so we have to really um take inventory myself included i'm not saying anything to you that doesn't apply to myself um we all have to take an inventory of our walk with the lord are we doing are we devoting our lives to the lord? is god really first in your life okay so listen i appreciate this time with you um let's read um one more portion matter of fact before i do that let's take a quick break and then we're going to come right back and we're going to close it out
right, so welcome back. So hopefully you enjoyed that last, um, matter of fact, one of the last tracks um, that I have on here by by a man, two veterans in the gospel um, genre, uh, Natalie Grant and Cece Winans, and their their rendition of "To God Be the Glory." Just uh, just a beautiful um, version of it, I guess you want to call it. But just to see these two uh, women of God um, come together with this song. And um, man, what can you say about two of these, um, you might say these gospel veterans of, of gospel music. So just wanted to share that track with you all. Again, um, please go back and listen to some of these these tracks on Spotify. I'm glad that you're following me there. Also, you can follow me on all the other platforms if you're getting this um, through Apple Music, also through uh, iHeart as well. I'll be doing another version that may not have these tracks in it, so be 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 aware of that this is a very this was a very important um, devotion today. So again, I will be uh, reposting some of these these episodes if you you know if you want if you like and be sharing them through other different um platforms as well but thank you for just following me right here on spotify so i appreciate it um so let's get into the devotion part of this Uh, again um this was a phenomenal and awesome uh story about king josiah and just um one of the things that i love about this is and i and and i want to read this to you um again this was at the end of uh in verse uh chapter 23 and reading in i'm sorry reading in verse um excuse me about this it was um excuse me just uh, bear with me here and Basically, uh, uh, King Josiah, you know, he 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 did a lot of uh, he did a lot of uh, he did. He repented um, as well as all the people of Jerusalem. He also um, took action. And that's what I love about um, about the story of King Josiah. It was a time in which. Um, the Lord, I'm sure, looked favorably on him, but again, um, because of the unfaithfulness of Judah and Jerusalem, it, it just, you know, God's anger was was so great. And this is why it's so important that we have Jesus Christ. Let me just say that we have Jesus Christ as a mediator; He's the go-between. And at that time, in the Old Testament, in the in the time that this book was written, there was no mediator. There was no um, um, person that was that was in between that was that was praying you know and that's pleading right and so we have here um the lord's anger very uh very angry with the people of judah and jerusalem of all the things they have done and even though king josiah made the made the changes but it still did not stop what what the Lord God was going to do, the judgment that will happen, and that place would become de- desolate. They, they would uh, suffer from destruction. And we read later, as you go further, that there were other kings. Uh, unfortunately, King Josiah's son uh, did not 
follow the Lord. That's just a kind of a, a kind of a, a spoiler for you guys. But to, but I encourage you to read further in second in the book of Second Kings, going into chapter twenty four. Um, he did not follow in the footsteps of his father, King jo, uh, Josiah. He he did evil in the sight of God, and this was um, I want to say his name was uh, King uh, Jehoah. Jo- has Jehoah has I might be mispronouncing his name but he did evil the Bible says in the sight of the Lord okay and so understand that it's very important that um, unfortunately you know some of us parents we pray that our children will will walk in the in the ways of the Lord and so unfortunately uh, for King uh, Josiah his son did not but it didn't have an effect on him he did what was right so I I wanted to say this before we read the, the devotion it says here one of my favorite parts of this verse where it says Josiah also got rid of the mediums and psychics the household gods and idols and every kind other other kind of detestable practice both in Jerusalem and and throughout the land of Judah he did this in obedience to the laws written in the scroll that Hilkiah the priest and uh, had found in the Lord's temple never before here's verse 25 never before had there been a king like Josiah who turned to the Lord with all his heart and soul and strength obeying the laws of Moses and there has never been a king like him since and 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 if anything to remember is this verse right here that i just read this was you know this was what he was remembered by and we know this because we're reading it now and so it's just a really um just a really um fitting ending unfortunately you know to his death um, but he was one of the youngest kings like i said uh being uh thrown uh i guess uh, crowned king or, or, you know, given the kingship or the throne of authority, um, at, at, at the age of eight, that's unbelievable. But I think greater, greater than his, his youth. I think that the fact that he was honored, uh, he honored the Lord in his youth. And this is a good, um, good segment to tell you guys that if you're young and you're on fire for the Lord, stay on fire for the Lord, stay on fire for God being young, like King Josiah was, you know, you, you have, you, you have time and you have youth on your side. The other thing is, and you're strong and you're, you're strong and being young and you, and your mind is sharp. And so those are the things that's really, really good. Um, just to be able to have on your side. Okay. So I want to, I want to encourage you that those of you that are young and, 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 and active (laughs) to do that, do that while you are, have the youth uh, on your side, the the young uh, uh, years on your side. Okay. Um, So here, this says, what makes Josiah a hero? Josiah was only eight years old when he began uh, one of the longest reigns of, uh, as King of Judah, Uh, The Bible says he did what was right in the Lord's eyes. And because of that, had a long righteous reign. Josiah was so is so remarkable that one night after being unable to sleep, he starts reading in the royal library and comes upon the book of the law. What we know essentially as the Old Testament. As he read it, Josiah became aware that the nation had forgotten God and ignored the scriptures. What is incredibly heroic is that Josiah first knelt in prayer and pleaded to God in to spare the Jews despite how they had ignored the one true God. 
Josiah then read the book of the law to the people and made a covenant to God and that his people would draw, again draw close to God and observe everything written in the book of the law. Now, the takeaway of this is good leaders know when when to humble themselves in front of God and inspire others to follow God. Josiah reminds us that no one is above God and it's essential to continue to look to the Bible and him for guidance. Now, isn't that wonderful? So again, that's a, this is a good way, a good takeaway on this, like it says, about good leaders. Good leaders, um, they, they, they humble themselves. In other words, it's good to fear the Lord, you know. Um, there's a verse of scripture that says that, that the beginning of uh, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so you have to remember, we have to all remember that anything we, any, any position we take, whether we're leaders, whether we're just, you know, everyday workers or whatever, whatever position we are, if you're a head of household, again, you're a leader. And, and if you're a single mom or single parent, you know, you're, you are a leader. So just remember that, remember that, that, you know, in your life, just, just keep God first. You know, honor God, fear him. That, that don't mean scared, be scared of him, revere him. That means reverence him. That means put him first. And so I think that this is one of the things that I love about this story about King Josiah. King Josiah understood he already loved the Lord, but he saw even further by reading the book of the law or the, the, the book of the covenant that was written, that was written years before him, that he saw how these people before him were had disobeyed the Lord. They had made the Lord very angry, and he wasn't okay with that. Okay, and again, this was the conviction, and this is why I asked some of you that make sure that when you come across something in your life that the if the Lord is 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 revealing something to you. He's revealed something that he's not pleased with. He's revealing something that, that maybe you were doing and you wasn't aware that it wasn't um, pleasing to the Lord or maybe not good for yourself. And God is convicting you through the Holy Spirit. Make sure that you don't just ignore it. Don't ignore it. Be like King Josiah. King Josiah, what did he do? King Josiah made, he took action. He didn't just look at the read the book and say it wasn't me i didn't do it it's not not on my watch so to speak he took action he first humbled himself he first prayed before the lord and he took action and this what made king josiah such a notable king that we now read about we read that that like it says there has never been a king like him who took this seriously and turned to the Lord with all his heart, soul, and strength. And and then the Bible says, never, there has never been a king, never, ever like him that took, took to heart what this has said, this has been done. So even though later on Jerusalem and Judah has been, had been dealt with by God, by the anger of God, but remember this, we now read we, years, years later, like centuries later, we now read about 
a man named King Josiah. So what do you guys think about this devotion? Was it a good devotional for you? Was it something that you learned, something that you didn't understand? Maybe this was something that, that made you think, hopefully. And please, again, as always, I thank you for subscribing and sharing this podcast or listening, giving time to listen to this podcast. Please uh, subscribe and continue to listen. We got uh, so much more to cover um, when it comes to the unsung heroes of the Bible. And hopefully, again, this has been a blessing to you. I'll be talking to you soon. God bless you and take care.